Welcome to the Land of Etheria. Season 1, The Shattering. Episode 39, The Lost Treasure. Once upon a time, in the land of Etheria, there was a Princess Nea and a Princess Lulu, and they went on the most amazing adventures. Princess Nea and Lulu had found themselves on a pirate ship, agreeing to help the captain find his grandmother's long-lost ring. As they set sail north to what was known as the Sanguine Island, Finn helped steer Captain Rustin's boat to the island since he was the only one who knew how to get there. In fact, he had just been there a week ago, retrieving something for the merfolk because Finn's family was part of a group that often scouted around the Torturian Sea, salvaging things. When he had a second, he pulled Nia, Lulu, and Carmen aside. We're going to help these pirates get to this island, but I honestly don't know if we can fully trust them yet. Their story adds up, but this island is a very special place that we merfolk have been protecting for a famous pirate. The great Carmilla the Rough, Nia and Lulu both said, for they had heard stories of her from long ago. Finn nodded. I think I know what they're looking for. The only problem is, I don't know how we're going to get it. Why not? asked Nea. Because Captain Carmilla was also just a good friend with the Windfolk, as she was with the Merfolk. And they helped her put some of her treasure in certain places. Places you can only get to if you can fly. But I can fly, Nea said, showing him her Skyrabian feather. Are you from the sky? Finn asked. No, but I made a wish at an enchanted well, Nea said. Finn wasn't familiar with the legend of Ella's well, but he had heard of the famous enchanted elf Ella, who lost her three elf children. So Nea explained the rest of the legend, including the magic coins that granted wishes and the adventure they had went on with an ogre named Wall, who finally found his own long-lost family. The whole story struck Finn a little odd. You mean this ogre, who was nice, didn't have a family? As much as Finn felt overlooked and ignored by most of his own family, he never thought about not having a family at all, and what that would be like. Not knowing your family? For a second, Finn started to miss his own family, but only just a little bit. They decided to make a plan. Finn shared where Captain Carmel's ring was. It was located high on a cliff in a chest with a few other things that Finn said they should get, just in case, and use them for their adventure. In fact, that's where the magic compass Rustin referenced was kept. That's where Nea would need to use her wings. Finn would distract the pirates and take them at the same time to Captain Carmela's old cottage and pretend to look for it there. He'd use the time with them to try to figure out if they were fully trustworthy or not. Maybe tempt them with some fake treasure or something. So just as Finn had planned, he kept the pirates busy going to the cottage with Zag, which was pretty far away, and around the back side of the island. 
As they walked, he could tell that Captain Rustin was much less concerned about treasure and more interested in seeing where his old grandma lived and anything that brought back her memory. In fact, whenever Finn mentioned anything valuable or expensive, Rustin brushed it off. When they got to the cottage, he spent most of his time looking at all of her old things. A handkerchief, a sword, a journal. So much so, the other pirates got impatient and told him to hurry. To which Rustin responded, Quiet, yous. This is my grandma's place. One of the greatest pirates there ever lived. All the while, Nea, Lulu, and Carmen hiked to the place where Rustin told them to look. Nea put on her Skyravian feather and started growing her beautiful wings, then soared up into the air. As the wind picked up, she rode the gust of wind up the steep cliff. From the top of the mountain, she could see most of the beautiful island. It was no wonder that Captain Carmela wanted to live here. It was amazing. And she could see the cottage from way up here. Nea quickly opened the old wooden chest that was right there, where Finn told them. Inside, there was a ring neatly tucked in a small black box. There was a pouch with a griffin on it, and a necklace inside. There was a compass, and then a note. She grabbed all the items and was about to fly down when she noticed a bunch of pollen in the air. What she didn't realize was that she had bumped into a small patch of moonshades that were growing behind the wooden chest. Moonshades are a plant whose pollen makes you extremely drowsy. With too much pollen, you would fall asleep. And the effects were immediate. Just as Nea began to spread her wings, the pollen kicked in, and she started to fumble off the cliff while falling asleep. Lulu, seeing her wobble, couldn't understand what was going on, but she didn't have to. As soon as she saw her sister fall over the side of the cliff, she pulled out her magic yellow tornadian crystal and started to concentrate, letting the power of the wind flow through her. Nea fell faster and faster to the ground, but as she did, a small tornado began to grow from the palm of Lulu's hand. Bigger and bigger it grew, while Lulu kept her eyes shut and tried to relax and accept the fate of the crystal and her falling sister. She loved her sister so much, but she knew that she couldn't control the crystal. She had to let the crystal's power grow for itself and save Nea. And that it did. It grew taller and wider until it caught Nea in an invisible net of whirling wind. Nea, who by now was fully asleep, bounced a little in the wind as it caught her, then hovered there slowly, spinning with the tornado in the wind. Once steady, the gentle tornado lowered her down to the ground, resting her on a small patch of grass nearby. Nea! Lulu yelled, running over to her and hugging her on the ground. Nea, fully asleep, just laid there, snoring ever so slightly. Lulu was just glad Nea was alive and safe. When Nea woke up a few minutes later, they didn't have much time. Part of their plan was an important signal from Finn 
a special wink that would let the princesses know they could trust Rustin and give him the ring. Naya mentioned that there was a note in the box along with a few other things. They immediately unfolded the note, which explained each of the items in the chest. It turned out that Captain Carmilla had always intended on these items going to different places. The ring, she wanted to go to one of her own children someday. But only a pirate. The child had to be a pirate. The necklace, she warned, should never be worn and needed to be returned to an old elf friend of hers. However, the elf wasn't named. And her compass, which always pointed towards your heart's most treasured desire, had been given to her by another pirate as a gift and was meant for an old friend. The girls separated the necklace and compass from the ring and decided that they could use the compass to find the last two crystals and hopefully with enough time to restore the temple. When they got back to the boat, all the pirates were impatiently waiting for the princesses. Well, mateys, did you have any luck? Not that I didn't absolutely love my dear old grandma's cottage, but we were unsuccessful in finding her dear old ring. And without it, I'm afraid I can't marry the pirate of my dreams. Mania looked at Finn, who gave her a quick wink, which was the signal that it was okay to give Rustin the ring. Well, as luck would have it, Naya said, we found an old chest with this ring. Naya pulled out the ring and showed Rustin. Arr, that a girl. That'll do. You ladies have made my day. He grabbed the ring with his hand and had the biggest smile you've ever seen. You will all need an invite to the wedding we're going to have. It's going to be out at sea on a boat. He then poked Naya and Lulu playfully with his hook. They laughed nervously at the hook, but honestly felt like a wedding on the boat would be pretty fun. Shortly thereafter, the pirates and our adventurers parted ways. Rustin shared where the wedding would be, out in Tortura Bay, and the princesses promised to attend. And when they were back on their boat, Finn quickly asked Nea and Lulu, Did you find the compass? Nea nodded and a pouch with a griffin on it. Finn looked a little worried, but that story is for another night. The End The Land of Etheria is produced by a father-daughter team and made possible in part to its supporting fans. It's contributions from fans like you that keep the adventure going. If you enjoy The Land of Etheria and would like to see more episodes, please visit us at www.thelandofetheria.com and consider supporting the podcast. Thank you and have a great day.